Each year as the season of Advent commences, I try in various ways to relive the expectation of the Messiah, to feel the longing the Jews had for his coming. Be prepared to meet your God, was the admonition of the prophet Amos. As you surely know, the people of the Old Testament had been in a state of political ruin after their conquest by the Babylonians and their allies. In a condition of subjugation to foreign rule, from which they were not to recover, completely at least, until the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948. In their condition of being ruled by others, religious Jews retained the hope for the coming of a Messiah who would establish God's kingdom on earth and bring in an era of justice and peace. A kind of utopia, in a sense, but one which had been promised by God. This age of the Messiah would be a time of vindication, when God would prove his fidelity to the oath he had sworn, namely that the lineage of David would endure forever, and that at the time of the Messiah's coming, the Christ would make all things right for the Jews, and all the nations of the world would be witness to it. I quote, The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel. I will raise up for David a just shoot. He shall do what is just. Jerusalem will dwell secure. Words of Jeremiah we heard earlier. One can hardly lay too much blame on the people of Christ's time for not having recognized our Lord as this Messiah in view of the largely national and racial character of the expectations they had for themselves. On the other hand, our Lord did reproach them because they did not recognize the time of their visitation. Evidently, this failure was due to a bad spiritual disposition on their part, an obtuseness, a worldliness, bigotry, pretense, and sensuality, factors which clouded their judgment, disabling them from recognizing Christ as the Messiah. Of course, there are also many Jews who did believe in Christ, not only as the Messiah, but also as the Son of God who had come among them. 
This is the meaning of the word Emmanuel, God with us, among us. What are we to make of this desire of the Jews for the Messiah to bring vindication, justice, equity, peace? Our Lord, when he came, did indeed bring about righteousness, but in ways ever so much higher than the people had expected. In reading the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah who was to come, we can already glean there hints about the spiritual nature of the expected messianic time rather than political or racial But the comprehension of this religious sense was something that could be obscured by bad will. And so it is yet today that people of bad disposition do not see the truth of what the church proposes and have contempt for faith and cultivate an atheism and scorn Christians and the church for her insistence on the moral order. It takes a certain kind of honesty and integrity, a degree of humility, decency, and goodness in order to be able to see and accept the truths and the way of life Christ proposes for mankind. even though faith is a gift freely given regardless of our merits, it is something that can be lost or cast off by a bad moral condition, what our Lord called hardness of heart. The Messiah has already come, we know. Jesus has come into this world and he established righteousness by beginning the kingdom of God on this earth, a kingdom that will be fulfilled only in the next life in heaven. And so in this life, the full flowering of justice is far from complete. Even though we crave it, even though we desire it, even though we hunger and thirst for justice. The vindication that Christ brings is of a higher kind than merely being fair and equitable. It is a blessedness. It's a condition that comes from forgiveness of injuries that are done to us. It comes from being merciful to others and even from enduring injustices for the sake of Christ. It is simply the transforming power of Christ in love. This was the subject of the second scripture today. A love that surpasses all the righteousness 
this world can ever dream of. But it's hard to be so totally convinced of this key principle of Christ, which was exemplified for us in his sufferings and death for us, his love, and how much even more difficult it is for us to emulate it, imitating it. Welcoming Christ into this cold, unforgiving, vengeance-seeking, self-loving, avaricious, sensual, impure world means to imitate the divine love which surpasses all of our justice as we can imagine it. To have a Christ-like mind and a heart like his is to be imbued with charity, the kind that can forgive and even love an enemy, the kind that can accept sufferings as compensation for our sins, a charity that places God and his kingdom above every other love or ambition in this life. This Advent 2015, as we feel the squeeze ever more tightly by an ungodly and powerfully anti-Christian force, we need to be true disciples of Christ, the Messiah, making a higher kind of righteousness evident in this world by changing ourselves. This is not a lesson that you will learn from your news reports, nor from political speeches by candidates for public office. The only textbook for it is the gospel of Christ, who came to teach us something radically different from the expectations of worldly-minded people concerning justice and righteousness. to keep our souls in a state of grace makes them as so many palaces for the Messiah to have his home. Our Lord said that this is the kingdom of God within us, a superior way of righteousness and holiness. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and find a welcome in us, we who understand your gospel and wish to inherit the kingdom of heaven.